What's up? Yo, welcome to Desert Island Games. Uh, I got coffee, I got cold drinks, I got lots of news to talk about. This is this week's Desert Island Games. Dig 53, we're going to be talking news. I'll discuss a little bit of Octopath. But first of all, as I said, I want to talk the news and yes, while there was a Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase, which we will get to, I want to talk about EA. Yeah, you know, that company, um, which put out a really weird tweet. And now I know what the tweet was all about. But anyway, uh, Kotaku uh, has got this one for us. Uh, EA roasted for dunking on single-player games after everything it's done. The Apex Legends maker has a reputation for sucking money out of uh, things people love. Um, and the article goes on, it's been a while since Electronic Arts was a video game villain of the moment, but on Thursday, the FIFA publisher sucked up all the oxygen in the room thanks to a bad joke made even worse by the company's cutthroat history. If there's one gaming mega corporation out there that shouldn't have been taking casual shots at single-player pl- single games, it's the one with a track record of shutting down studios and making them jam and making their, make them and jamming multiplayer releases full of microtransactions and loot boxes. They are they are a 10, but they only like playing single-player games. EA posted at half past seven in the evening. It was a play on a meme that first blew up on TikTok at the start of June and was already losing steam on Twitter by the last week. It was also quickly invited heaps of scorn, understandably with are you understandably you are unfamiliar with the concept of tens responded uh, Forbes's Paul Tassie you made anth- anthem just saying a fact replied the Washington Pope Gene Park um, yeah this was an interesting tweet I remember seeing this I do wonder if it's actually um, it's still on it's still on so this tweet as of recording has 15 and a half thousand retweets and twenty five and a half thousand likes and it's got over twelve thousand comments do we dare to step inside the comments uh the top one the act man this you uh it's a picture of star wars jedi survivor so i don't quite understand the whole there are 10 but they only like playing single player games kind of meme um but to see ea get roasted well that always makes my uh, my, my week. And the, the article from Kotaku does go on to say that EA's initial post has already uh, garnered over 9,000 comments. As I said, it's got more now. And over and over 11,000 11, quoted tweets. Some point out that single-player games are among EA's most popular and acclaimed, uh, like The Sims, Dragon Age Inquisition, Respawn's boss Vince Zampella, currently overseeing the Star Wars Jedi Survivor simply reacting to the post with a facepalm emoji. A few hours later, the company tapped out a roasted, well des- a roast well-deserved, it wrote. We'll take the L, cause uh, L cause playing single-player games actually makes them like 11. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a mess. As I said, there's a tweet there that literally says, and it comes out about three hours after the initial tweet, I said, roast well-deserved. We'll take an L because cause playing single player games actually makes them 11, as I said. It's just really weird to see a company, as I said, I don't quite understand the whole meme behind it, but at the same time, it's really weird to see a company that sucked the living life 
out of the gaming industry to pump out multiplayer game after multiplayer game with full of microtransactions, as we said in the article, to basically say that. And I agree with them. Like some of their best products that EA have published, not produced, but published, are the single player projects. I recently played through the first Star Wars game, um, the uh, the Jedi one, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Amazing. Like really good single player products. Um, you know, some of the, the, the Bioware, the older Bioware products are amazing. And <laughs> it's just like, read the room. People love single player games. I love single player games. And this whole need and want to just push out like this stuff is just ridiculous. So I'm glad EA have taken the taken it on the chin. They've taken the L. And hopefully they just kind of realize that the gaming industry is more than just, I say hopefully, they will never realize that the gaming industry is more than just multiplayer games and trying to rinse as much money out of their, you know, their fan base, if they've still got a fan base. Um, no, this is the company that published Battlefield 2042. And at one point, Battlefield 2042 was a good multiplayer game, but it was also a good single player experience. So... You know, I'm glad they're taking the L and maybe they should just need to take a step back and learn because we gamers will make you take an L. <laughs> From a company taking an L and us dunking on them to sad, sad scenes of the Messengers Retro RPG prequel, Sea of Stars has been delayed into 2023. Yes, I remember this absolute wonderful looking gem uh, back. I think it was, uh, it might have been a Nintendo showcase. Uh, and for those who don't play, haven't played, the Messenger is like a it's a platformer uh, action game, uh, sort of harking back to the days of um, the old Metroids um, and I can't think what they're called, Ninja Gaiden, those type of games. Um, and the publisher basically is making something different, an RPG. And this was one of my mostly anticipated products projects of this year. Uh, it's got like a turn-based battle system, which looks really cool. A fantastic art style. Um, but uh, PC Gamer reports that Sea of Stars, the charmingly Nintendo-style RPG, the follow-up to The Messenger, has been delayed to 2023, developer Sabotage Studio announced this week. Announced back in 2020 uh, with a Kickstart campaign, Sea of Stars immediate, immediately won over our Tyler W uh, with its delightful not quite retro look enhancing retro pixelated worlds with flashier more contemporary dynamic lighting but while the plan of, uh, was to ship Sea of Stars this year the Quebec based developer has since explained it needs a bit more time polishing up those pixels and we've got one of those classic it'll be soon JPEGs uh, Sea of Stars on Twitter have written let's go over to it um, sea of Stars will release in 2023. A word from the team. As we're closing a very big milestone, the road launch becomes clearer. We find ourselves here in a large body of text and our logos at the bottom, keeping in mind um, our two main priorities, quality of life uh, for our team and quality of a finished game. We can now confirm that Sea of Stars will release in 2023. We understand waiting is a big ask and I want you to sincerely, I want to sincerely thank our community for the overwhelming support and positive vibes. In the meantime, we're looking to, um, we are looking at options to get a playable slice out to everyone this year. All the love, Sabo team. Now, I don't care. <laughs> 
I would rather see a game get delayed, and this, this line here is really important. Quality of life for our team and quality of life for a finished game. The game is second. Um, you know, most of us in our world have a pretty good, and I, I emphasize the most, have a pretty good working uh, lifestyle. We have a good work-life balance. We do a 40-hour week or a 37 and a half or a 35-hour week, whatever you do. You finish, most of us start eight, start half eight, finish four, half past four. It is well known that developers and QA members and, you know, of, of especially the AAA, and we've seen it in indie studios as well, will work tirelessly round the clock because somebody above them has told them to otherwise they won't get paid or they won't see their you know their completion bonuses and other bits and pieces we all know the stories the horror stories that have come out of rockstar have come out of ubisoft crunch and there is nothing better than seeing a team say you know this is going to come out in 2023 you're going to have to wait a little bit longer but you know what we don't want to burn our staff out and then the game comes second. And I, I think that's a, 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 the right step to go. So, yes, we're going to have to wait a little while. I'm gutted because I want to get my hands. I want to get my filthy digits on this uh, game because it looks absolutely stunning. And it's going to be an absolute joy to play. But we just got to wait a little bit longer. Until then, you know what? There's plenty of other damn games uh, out there to play. And that, uh, just on a tangent... I've seen so many people piss, moan, and like go on on about the fact that the next God of War isn't going to drop yet. Do you know what? So bloody what? So what? I bet you the people that are listening, or the people that aren't listening, or anybody who's listening to this show, uh, and my rant may not be directed at you, you may do what I'm about to say. You've probably got, I don't know, a couple of hundred plus games in your Steam library, and you've probably played about six. And then you repeat the same one, which is Skyrim. We know what you're like, you filthy animals. We know what you do all the damn time. Well, stop. Do you know what? Play something different. Give it a go. Do so. It's okay to play a game and wait for other things to come out. Simple as that. Partly because I'm just jealous. I haven't got a PS5, so I'm not going to play, play the next God of War. I have to wait for it to come to on PC. I've got to wait for my Steam Deck still, because that's still stuck in some factory being built. But you know what? I don't care. It'll turn up when it'll turn up. Same with games. They will arrive when they're ready to arrive. Otherwise, we're going to end up with more Cyberpunk 2077s than I wish to count. Look at Battlefield 2042. As I said, Cyberpunk 2077. All these games that are that have been built just to make a deadline for them developers to then push round the clock after a game is released because they've got to fix the game because it wasn't right in the first place. I don't know why I love this industry so much, but I do. But there you go. That's my little rant. But Sea of Stars isn't coming out this year. There's no confirmed release date. But go follow them on Twitter. Wishlist it on Steam. I don't know if it is on Steam, actually. If it's not on Steam, then you'll have to get it on Nintendo. I hope it's on Steam, because this is like Steam Deck uh, game. I am going to check if it is on Steam as we are here. Yeah, Sea of Stars, so I'm going to wishlist it as we speak. Uh, adding that to the wish list. Planned release 2023. There we go. Right, enough delay. Let's talk about that damn direct. Yep, so Nintendo recently held a partner direct, and I've got an article here from my, my Nintendo News that wraps everything up in a nice little neat bow, and we'll kind of run through it. 
as much as possible. Nintendo Direct Partnered Showcase Roundups. Thank you to them for writing this up. So, um, yeah, there was some cool stuff announced. It was actually one of the better partnered directs for a while. Um, really enjoyed it. Some of my highlights include uh, Mario Rabbids, Spark of Hope, which comes out in October, which is cool. Uh, we got a, a much closer look of the game from a Ubisoft showcase as well. So that's looking cool. There looks like there's some, a lot of free movement and all this kind of stuff. The first Mario Rabbids, though I haven't completed it, is one of the best tactical uh, turn-based tactical games you'll find on the Nintendo Switch. It really is. Uh, and the DLC, I've seen my son play. Uh, incredible. Uh, so yeah, that's well worth a look. Um, I'm going to be reporting on the demo of Alive Alive next week. Because uh, I'm currently playing a little bit of it in between Octobav Traveler, Traveler, Traveler. Uh, so Live Alive is one of my anticipated games for this month, but I don't quite know too much about it. Multiple stories featuring different protagonists, time periods, and gameplay styles await. Many hero heroic stories unfold across a variety of distinct areas in the RPG classic. Now in HD 2D, which is one of my favourite art styles, Live Alive is coming alive on Nintendo Switch on July 22nd. Um, but there is a demo, uh, which has got like three chapters um, of the beginning of the game, So, and I haven't really spent a lot of time. To be fair, I haven't played a lot of games, and in the uh, what have I been playing section, you'll actually be find out what I've been playing. Uh, so Live Alive is coming as a demo, go download it, you'll hear my thoughts next week. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is out now as of recording, which is the expansion. You do need the base game for this. Um, Monster Hunter Rise is one of the best and easily accessible Monster Hunters you'll find. I think, um, for me, Monster Hunter Rise expansion won't be bought unless I buy it on Steam, so I can play it on the Steam Deck. Um, you know, I don't know if Monster Hunter World has been verified for the Steam Deck, but the fact is that you have Monster Hunter on Steam, Monster Hunter Rise, which is one of the best Monster Hunters I've played hundreds of hours in this game. I think I'll wait and I'll grab it on Steam at some point in the future so I can play it on my deck. Uh, Portal is coming to Switch if you're into Portal. The award-winning game, Dark Humor, Groundbreaking Explanation. Um, exploration, sorry, come to Nintendo Switch, break the laws of sp uh, spatial physics in the ways you've never thought possible with a highly experimental portal device. So we all know what portal is. I mean, if you don't, you can probably pick it up a lot cheaper on PC. It won't have a lot of need of horsepower to play, but it's available on Nintendo Switch. I think it's like 18 or 19 quid. Uh, we got to see a demo of Sonic Frontiers, and this game looks a lot better now than it did a, a little while ago. So it looks like an open-world Sonic. Um, don't know what to think, because the last good Sonic was Sonic Mania. And that was a 2D-based Sonic made... I think it was made by the fans. But there you go. Um, Return to Monkey Island got announced. So I've never really been a Monkey Island fan, but that's coming. Um, Dragon Quest Treasures. Not sure what this is, but I like a Dragon Quest game. One of my first surprises was this one, Near Automata, the end of Yorohai edition. Now, I laughed when I saw this get announced. Reason being is I bought Near Automata on launch on PC, and it was trash. I haven't played it since, as in it just didn't work. It didn't go into full screen mode properly. I had my PC would overheat running it. It was really poorly optimized for the PC, but it's coming to Switch. Um, and it's confirmed that I believe it's uh, 720 handheld and um, 
something like uh, let me find it so it runs at 30 fps 1080p docked while 720p handheld that's that's going to be interesting because if that's true that's a hell of a feat for the Nintendo Switch it really is we all know the Switch isn't a powerhouse, but then again, the Switch is playing games that you wouldn't think possible. The The Witcher, Doom, Doom Eternal, Skyrim, and the list goes on and on. Definitive Original Sin 2 and Dragon's Dogma and all these games that you probably sit and go, huh? How are you running on that thing? Yes, it's got compromises. Don't expect Nier Automata to be the best looking game on Switch. I don't actually know who's handling uh, the port, um, because Square Enix has got a bit of a weird reputation for their ports. So, um, but yeah, Neo Automata is coming to the Switch. So there's that. Um, it's a good game. And it's not actually, unlike other games that have been ported over to the Switch, it's reasonably priced. It's £35, which to be fair, uh, is probably still a little bit too much, but it's a game that's got hundreds of hours of content. RPG Time, The Legend of Right is coming. Uh, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, which has got 10 Mega Man games. Um, Pac-Man World Repack, which is a remake of Pac-Man World, is coming soon. Railguards, Captain Velvet, uh, Meteor, The Jump Plus Dimensions. I think, like, and then we had uh, a glimpse of a new farming style RPG game thing, Harvestella. And there was also a Shadow Drop, which I can't find on this list for some weird reason. Um, Little Noah's Scion of Paradise is a casual roguelike action game. You play as a young alchemist, Noah, accompanied by her cantankerous cat companion, Zipper. During a storm, Noah crash lands on, in ancient ruins. The layout of these multi-layered dungeons changes every time you enter them. Crew allies called Lilliputs and use the, uh, use the items to co uh, you collect to challenge enemies and ruin bosses. So, uh, yeah, that shadow dropped. I'll let you know what it's like uh, in a couple of weeks. I think the biggest drop from this Direct, and I would have been a lot more excited about this drop if I hadn't seen it was already coming to Steam, is the Persona series. Persona is one of my favourite like JRPGs out there. I, I think it's great. Um, and it's coming to Switch. And and we, uh, like us Persona fans, have been crying for this game to come to Switch for so long. Uh, there's a couple of things here, like a couple of comparisons and a couple of things that I want to kind of get off my chest regarding the Persona series. It's great that we're getting Persona 5, Persona 4, Golden, and Persona 3 Portable. I've never played Persona 3 Portable. And we're getting the full Royal. And I think it's even coming with like 40 of the cosmetic dlcs um uh, going back to near automata there are some exclusive dlc i believe for near automata but yeah persona is is coming but the reason i say that the the wind had been taken out of this announcement is the fact that they're also coming to steam and xbox game pass and xbox so it's a bit like oh, man especially when i'll have my steam deck in my hand playing things like persona 5 on my switch just won't I won't want to because I'm hoping it'll be verified on, on Switch. Oh, I'm sorry, on um, on my Steam Deck when whenever that arrives. So that to me is is a bit more of a... It becomes a bit more of a harder decision. Do I dump money into the Switch 
but by the time Persona's here, I may have my uh, my Steam Deck in hand. It's due to come out, Persona 5 is due to come out in October. So, yeah, I own already own Persona 4 Golden on PC. So I already have that. Uh, that was bought for me uh, a while back. And it's one of my favorite RPGs, apart from like the Final Fantasy stuff. Uh, but Persona 4 is such a good RPG. And it's verified for the Steam Deck. And I suspect that'll run really well. And it'll be a really enjoyable experience where I don't know what it'll be like for the Switch. They're interesting. But the other interesting point about the Persona games coming to Switch is they're not cloud-based. If you remember, Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3 had to become a cloud-based title, which meant you needed to constantly play that with an internet connection and a stable one at that. These games don't need that. And I'm pretty sure Persona 5 is probably going to be a bit more taxing than Kingdom Hearts 3. I just... You know, it feels a little bit like now developers that want to develop or bring their games to the Switch will. And if a developer wants to find the easiest way around, they'll also do that. So there we go. That's kind of the direct. It wasn't a very long direct. It was like 30 odd minutes um, and it covered all the bases. I wasn't really expecting a full blown direct, um, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I believe we also had an Xenoblade Chronicles 3 direct. Uh, prior to this as well, which was just dedicated to the game. I didn't watch that. The reason being is I've not completed a number two yet, and I want to complete two before I dive into three, and I want three to be a complete blank experience. I also don't have Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, so my Xenoblade catalogue literally consists of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and the Tora um, update, so at some point, once I've probably done Octopath, I'll go back to Xenoblade Chronicles, possibly, maybe don't know it's a long ass game um there's also four more genesis games available for nintendo switch online members if you've got the expansion pass uh you've got comic zone target earth zero wing and mega man the willy wars excellent nice good stuff so that is a direct nintendo announced more sega genesis games and yeah that's 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 the one and a roundup of the news let's take a look of what released uh recently uh, we had coming out recently uh, the Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. So Nintendo have dropped the Musu style uh, Fire Emblem that received a 81 uh, on Open Critic with a strong critic rating, um, being highlighted by IGN here. Uh, Eurogamer recommends it, saying I'll likely be playing Three Heroes for a long time to come. I've already been begun my Black Eagles a new plus game run. And when I previously said this isn't a Dynasty Warriors with Fire Emblem skin, I meant it. Three Hopes is genuinely impressive. It walks a fine line between freshness for, uh, for existing fans and approachability for new players. And personally, it's had me invested from the start. I'd love to see where Nintendo's Musu spin-off concept goes next. I'd like to see um, a Mario Musu game. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we also got the latest cuphead game or the the dlc it's got a mighty open critic rating uh top critics are scoring it in 87 uh, critics recommend 100 um let's take a look at the first review uh ign uh mitchell stalisman's got this one for us cuphead the delicious last course is not only just more cuphead it's more of the best type of cuphead six new main bosses are all incredible from both a visual and design uh, visual and design standpoint, making this DLC expansion nearly essential for any Cuphead fan. 
What I love about Cuphead is A, the music, but B, the art style. I remember going to um, EGX a few years back and seeing Cuphead like in the flesh. This game is stunning and it made me fall in love with animation. I can't draw, but it made me fall in love with, with animation. It really is such an incredibly beautiful looking game. I'll be checking out the review for this one. Uh, and I may, I've got Cuphead on PC. Again, I'm going to wait for my Steam Deck to get here before I actually play Cuphead, <laughs> which is really weird. And we also got F122 uh, for some reason. Just like in the WWE, uh, EA has to also butcher the names of its games. Uh, F122 uh, Codemasters and Electronic Arts released today as of recording. It's got a strong open critic rating with an 82 top average uh, and 90% critics recommends. Now, I'm going to be doing an episode in the next week or so explaining why I, as a sim rating fan, have not bought this game. And there's a good reason for it, you know, but let's take a look at what the recommended, uh, what they guys and girls have been saying. Uh, Eurogamer, Martin Robinson. Uh, and yet, for all, uh, there's a nagging sense of overfamiliarity of running the same races in slightly more bloated cars. In what is now a slightly more bloated game, F122 is a remarkable broad game too. It should be pointed out, one, that can be enjoyed by growing audience to the sports now enjoys. It's remarkable, uh, remarkably familiar one, familiar one too. Mind that, through no fault of its own, never really feels like a measure of the last year's model, a predicament that sports, sports finds itself in now. As it struggles to match the fireworks and the fury of the classic that was at the 2021 season, in that way, perhaps F122 is a little too authentic for its own good. Now, they didn't give a recommendation and left it blank. Let's, give, let's go over to IGN's Luke Riley. He's one of my favorite viewers on IGN. F122 maintains the series runs as the most fully featured and accessible mainstream motorsport sim on the market uh, but a flashy new f1 life mode feels uh, feels largely pointless now i'm not gonna go into too much now i'm i through ea play i get i can get up to 10 hours of gameplay so that's a that's a good chunk of time i have a i have a sim rig so i have a, a wheel pedals all that kind of stuff and i have a vr headset in that 10 hours i'm going to make the decision from someone who plays other sim racing games whether this game is worth the price tag that's what i'm going to do and that's what i'm going to report back we'll get it installed we'll have a look and we'll go from there but f122 i know on the face of it isn't for me and i'll go into more detail soon but it has reviewed fairly well and it is available on Xbox, all platforms except from the Switch. So, on to our Desert Island Games features. Yes, if you are wondering, interviews are coming. I am trying to get the time to get these interviews done, but they are coming. And so are the reruns that I promised. Anyway, first of all, we've got a competition. We've got a degree of fierce battles stronger than Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton's final race last season. There's an F1 uh, analogy for those fans out there. This is which battle theme slaps. I'm just going to change this to which which JRPG theme slaps. Uh, I put a post out. Um, and I kind of put it in different places. But anyway, the results are in. And, well, the remember, the two themes were Persona 4 Golden's battle theme. So nice sort of, you know, for this episode of the podcast. And it was also Octopath Travelers. Well, 
this post here that I'm looking at got over 4,000 views. And, uh, well, well, this is the result. The voting did close just over a week ago. Um, and, uh, Persona 4 Golden won. 215 votes, 105 to Octopath Traveler. Garnering 68% of the vote in the favor of Persona 4 Golden. I'm going to replay the winner here. Enjoy the winning theme tune. I wonder, I'd like to know from you over at Twitter, uh, on the uh, on my podcast Twitter and my personal one, if you agree with this outcome, 68% went for Persona 4 Golden. Here he comes. So that was the winner of round one's which theme slaps. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to disagree. I think the winner should have been Octopath, but there we go. So Octopath will go into the loser's bin. Persona 4 Golden makes it through to the next round. This week on which battle theme slaps or which theme slaps something slightly different. Here we go. This is number one. I say something different. That was Tale of Arise, his battle theme uh, for you. Or Tale of Arise, a, one of uh, the themes from Tale of Arise. So does that one top trumps the following one? Does that one top trumps? No, does that one beat the next one? And that, everyone, was a after a hope and despair. Yeah, after despair and hope, sorry, from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So there you go. They are the two choices this week. Please do go vote on Twitter. Uh, I'll retweet it onto the, um, the podcast Twitter. And I'll also put it onto my own personal Twitter, with Twitter which is at that chap zap. And the podcast's Twitter is... Um, at Island Games underscore pod. So go follow that as well. Go go do your things on the socials if you would please. But let's find out next week who's gonna win. Which theme slaps. So this is the part where I sit down and talk about the games that I've been playing on this wonderful desert island around the campfire. Uh, I've waited 30 odd minutes to explain this that I've been playing chess. <laughs> which is really true. I've been playing so much goddamn chess. Um, that, and I just haven't played a lot of games. I'm I'm in this really weird 
place with Octopath. Not that I want to put it down, but I just, I'm stuck. I'm grind, I'm having to grind a little bit. Uh, I'm on Tress's chapter three story. Uh, everyone except from Theron is above the recommended level. Theron is like level 34. Everyone, oh sorry, level 30. Everyone else is like 37, 36, something like that. And I'm getting absolutely killed in some of these scraps. Um, which is really, really frustrating for me who wants to get this game done. But I know there's so much more of this game to go. Um, in like in the in the meantime, I think I'm going to be putting it down and not putting it down permanently, but just putting it down once a week and playing something slightly different to report back fully on the show next week um, with an actual game that I've played. We also did mention uh, on this day in gaming, that's not going to happen this week because I've yabbered on about the news a lot. We'll do on this day in gaming uh, in, in a couple of weeks when I've got a little bit more of Final Fantasy Tactics under my belt. But yeah, Octopath Traveler itself is... It's, it's beating me. It really is. It's been a while since a JRPG has kind of like seriously handed it to me. Um, either that, I'm just not playing well is probably another thing. I've, I'm playing it at like when I'm tired and my brain's just not functioning properly. Um, for those who, who don't know, I explained in the previous episode that Octopath has a break system that you have to break, find the enemy's weakness. And it's almost like a little puzzle in itself. Um, yeah, and I'm just going into the, I think it's like the Forgotten Grotto. We're after this piece of treasure for Tressa. And I'm just getting beat. Just getting beat every single time. So we are going to continue. Of course we are. Uh, next week, hopefully, I've made a lot more uh, progress. Um, but also, I want to touch on... There was a game on my Switch that I wanted to touch upon and play, but I forgot what it was. That's, um, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, but Octopath is definitely in a weird place in the sense that I'm not that much further forward to what I was last time. And if I make significant breakthrough, there'll be just an Octopath Traveler next episode. Um, but chess, yeah, I, I play on chess.com. Um, and uh, I can talk about it. It's a game. Um, and currently I've got four moves to take. So I do like... Uh, 10 day moves and then I do things like half an hour and I've really enjoying it I don't know why I think it's quite because um, it's just it's just a classic game and if you win it really does make you feel great and it's um, and it kind of comes down to the same same as the sim racing and I'll explain all that in a, in a future episode it really does make you feel like yeah I'm, I'm good and if you outplay your opponent in chess it really is a cool experience so I've been playing a lot of that that is what I've been playing, and I just wanted to tell you about it. So there you go. And to finally wrap this week's show up, I want everyone to start recommending me, recommending me some Super Mario Maker worlds, well, Super Mario Maker Two worlds and levels to play. I want to start putting some content of Mario Maker Two out on Desert Island Games on the YouTube. We're also got a recorded playthrough, which I'm probably going to record a lot of it before I start releasing it of Spec Ops The Line. I've done the first three chapters. This weekend, I'll be sitting down doing the next three. I think once I get like three or four chapters, another three or two or three chapters in, I'll get the first one edited. It's pretty much ready to go. I will upload it. Um, I'll do the next one. And I, I had it sitting in my Steam library and I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to give it a go. I'm going to give it a, you know, I want to get it completed so I might as well take you all for the ride. So Spec Ops The Line, um, 
and I'm not going to give too much away. You'll have to wait for the YouTube videos to come out on Desert Island Games. So go subscribe to Desert Island Games on YouTube. Go do it. Go support me wherever you are. Uh, you know, thank you to everyone. Want to become a dig producer? Head over to patreon.com slash Desert Island Games and you can join us on the island. You can, A, help me decide on which games I play. You can control the content in that sense. And you also get your name shouted out on the show. And there will be Patreon content coming. This show will go out early to Patreons, so if you are subscribed to it, thank you very much. And there will be exclusive Patreon coming content coming out in the future. Just trying to get my, my recording schedule set up so I can crack on with it, but there will be. But yeah, support me for as little as a dollar. Uh, you can head over to Twitch if you want to support me on there, which is ChapZap. Uh, but mainly here on the podcast, you can get this on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, which is iTunes, um, Google Podcasts. You can get it on Good Pods, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast from, on all the major distributing networks, you can get Desert Island Games. As always, thank you very much, and I'll see you all next time. Keep gaming. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>